Hey, y'all. Welcome back as we continue through the book of Jeremiah. And we are on chapter 43 of Jeremiah. And in the last chapter, Jeremiah had given them the word from the Lord that they are not to go to Egypt, that they are to stay where they are and that God would protect them if they did. But in verse 43, we will see that they do not obey in verse 1. When Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord their God to all the people, Azariah, son of Hoshiah, and Johanan, son of Keriah, and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie! The Lord our God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Baruch, son of Neriah, was convinced you, has convinced you to say this. Because he wants us to stay here and be killed by the Babylonians or be carried off into exile. So he's like, we're not, we're not going to obey because we don't believe you. In verse 4, so Johanan and the other military leaders and all the people refused to obey the Lord's command to stay in Judah. And they don't believe Jeremiah, but... Everything that God has spoken through Jeremiah has come true. Every single thing that Jeremiah has spoken has come to pass just as he said it would. And still they doubt and they don't believe in, because they have their mind and heart set on going to Egypt. In verse 5, Johanan and the other leaders took with them all the people who had returned from the nearby countries to which they had fled. In the crowd were men, women, and children, and the king's daughters, and all those whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah. The prophet Jeremiah and Baruch were also included. The people refused to obey the voice of the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city as Tephanus. Then at Tephanus, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, well, the people of Judah are watching. Take some large rocks and bury them under the pavement stones at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace where here in Tephanes. Then say to the people of Judah, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I will certainly bring my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, here to Egypt. I will set his throne over these stones that I have hidden. He will spread his royal canopy over them. And when he comes, he will destroy the land of Egypt. He will bring death to those destined for death, captivity to those destined for captivity, and war to those destined for war. He will set fire to the temples of Egypt's gods, and he will burn the temples and carry the idols away as plunder. He will pick clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd's pick flees from as a shepherd picks fleas from his coat, and he himself will leave unharmed. He will break down the sacred pillars standing in the temple of the sun in Egypt, and he will burn down the temples of Egypt's gods. So they are determined to go to Egypt, but God is trying to protect them by telling them not to go to Egypt. Because if they run to Egypt, they're going to be overtaken with Egypt. They didn't know that God was about to deal with Egypt and deal with the sin of Egypt. And they stubbornly refused to listen again to what God is telling them. And once again, they refuse to walk by faith and they walk by sight and what they see right now around them without heeding warning of what is to come. And then we have God's answer to both of these chapters in chapter 44. God shows up and answers in verse one. 
This is the message Jeremiah received concerning the Judeans living in northern Egypt, in the cities of Migdal, Tephanes, and Memphis, and in southern Egypt as well. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You saw the calamity I brought on Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. They now lie deserted and in ruins. They provoked my anger with all their wickedness. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they nor you nor any of your ancestors had ever even known. Again and again, I sent my servants to the prophet, my servants, the prophets, to plead with them, "Don't do these horrible things that I hate so much." But my people would not listen or turn back from their wicked ways. They kept on burning incense to these gods, and so my fury boiled over. And fell like fire on the towns of Judah and into the streets of Jerusalem, and they are still a desolate ruin today. So they again choose idolatry and idols over God, and they wouldn't even listen while they were in captivity. And this is actually going to be Jeremiah's last recorded message to his people that was given in Egypt, and this would have been probably around the year of 580 BC. And he had been ministering y'all for forty six years, and you gotta admire his tenacity to keep going and keep walking forward in faith and obedience to God and God alone. He is faithful through and through, in spite of all the discouragement that comes around him. In verse seven, and now the Lord God of he- the Lord God of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, asks you, "Why are you destroying yourselves? For not one of you will survive. Not a man, woman, or child among you who has come here from Judah. Not even the babies in your arms. Why provoke my anger by burning incense to the idols you have made here in Egypt? You will only destroy yourselves and make yourselves an object of cursing and mockery for all the nations of the earth." You have you forgotten the sins of your ancestors and the sins of the kings and queens of Judah, and the sins you and your wives committed in Judah and Jerusalem? To this very hour, you have shown no remorse or reverence. No one has chosen to follow my word and the decrees I gave you and your ancestors before you. Therefore, this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says: I am determined to destroy every one of you. I will take this remnant of Judah, those who are determined to come here and live in Egypt, and I will consume them. They will fall here in Egypt, killed by war and famine. All will die from the least to the greatest. They will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. I will punish them in Egypt, just as I punished them in Jerusalem, by war, famine, and disease. Of that remnant who fled to Egypt, hoping some day to return to Judah, there will be no survivors. Even though they long to return home, only a handful will do so. So even in the judgment that is going to come yet again in Egypt, even though they they keep running towards judgment, Jeremiah keeps warning them to run and turn to God and stay away from judgment and and punishment. But instead, they keep running to it. But in spite of that, God says there is going to be a handful that stands firm in faith, turns and repents to God, and they will be saved. There will be a small remnant, even in this, who refuse to turn to other gods, stay firm in God, and they will be saved. And they keep running back to Egypt, the nation that God re- delivered them from in the first place, and. They they just they refuse to submit. They refuse to turn to God. They refuse to 
stand in faith and trust him. And it's because of their continual idolatry that he destroyed the land and the city of Jerusalem and the temple, but they still refuse to lay down their idols and trust God. And the future of Jerusalem will rest in the exiles in Babylon who are going to one day return to the land and carry on the work that God has given them to do. There is a revenant that will be be returned. And that's where there is that ray of hope that not all is lost. There are some who stand firm in faith. And with that, we'll continue in verse 15. Then all the women present and all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to idols, a great crowd of all the Judeans living in northern Egypt and southern Egypt answered Jeremiah, we will not listen to your message from the Lord. We will do whatever we want. And how many people say that today, y'all? We're not going to listen to God. We're going to just do what we want. And with that, we'll continue. We will burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to the queen of heaven as much as we like, just as we and our ancestors and our kings and officials have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For in those days we had plenty to eat, and we were well off and had no troubles. But ever since we quit burning incense to the Queen of Heaven and stopped worshipping her with liquid offerings, we have been in great trouble and have been dying from war and famine. Besides, the women added, Do you suppose that we were burning incense and pouring out liquid offering to the Queen of Heaven and making cakes marked with her image without our husbands knowing it and helping us? Of course not! So the, the men have intermarried with the pagan nations around them, and they've brought their false gods with them. And the women made vows to worship their false gods, and their husbands approve and just kind of go with it without any rebuke or any turning or any repenting. They just allow it to happen. In verse 20, Then Jeremiah said to all of them, men and women alike, who had given him that answer, do you think the Lord will not know that you and your ancestors, your kings and officials, and all the people were burning incense to idols in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? It was because the Lord could no longer bear all the disgusting things you were doing that he made your land an object of cursing, a desolate ruin without inhabitants as it is today. All these terrible things happened to you because you have burned incense to idols and sinned against the Lord. You have refused to obey him and have not followed his instructions, his decrees, and his laws. Then Jeremiah said to them all, including the women, Listen to this message from the Lord, all you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You and your wives have said, We will keep our promises to burn incense and pour out liquid offering to the Queen of Heaven. And you have proved by your action that you meant it. So go ahead and carry out your promises and vows to her. So he's saying, look, you are not going to turn from your ways. You insist on doing this. So go ahead, see where it gets you. See what happens. See what God does in this. Go ahead and do what you want because you're not going to change your mind anyways. So he says, go for it in verse 26. But listen to this message from the Lord, all you Judeans now living in Egypt. I have sworn by my name, my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judeans in the land of Egypt. None of you may invoke my name or use this oath as surely as the sovereign Lord lives. For I will watch over you, for I will watch over you to bring you disaster and not good. Everyone from Judah who is now living in Egypt will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true. 
mine or theirs. And this is the proof I give you, says the Lord, that all I have threatened will happen to you and that I will punish you there. This is what the Lord says. I will turn Pharaoh, Hophra, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who want to kill him, just as I turned King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. So he's like, go ahead, think what you want, but this is going to happen. This is going to come forth. And when it does, call on your own idols. You're choosing to choose false gods, so let them help you, because I am going to bring forth punishment and judgment, and it is coming forth. And in verse 41 of 45, the prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Baruch, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, after Baruch had written down everything that Jeremiah had dictated to him. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Baruch. You have said, I am overwhelmed with trouble. Haven't I had enough pain already? And now the Lord has added more. I am worn out from the sighing and can find no rest. Baruch, this is what the Lord says. I will destroy this nation that I built. I will uproot what I planted. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it. I will bring disaster upon all these people, but I will give you your life as a reward wherever you go. I, the Lord, have spoken. So we have learned that Baruch has been a, a scribe that who has helped Jeremiah in his mission. And he's saying, look, don't get discouraged. Don't be disheartened because the Lord will reward you. The Lord will reward your service and your faithfulness. Stand firm. Don't waver. It is hard because they have been in ministry for all these years and people just simply don't listen. But stand firm, be faithful and be obedient because our responsibility is obedience to God. The outcome belongs to God. That is not our responsibility. And we see some insight into Baruch in this last chapter that we're going to read today. And he helped Jeremiah to do the will of God. And he gave assistance to Jeremiah so that Jeremiah could fulfill his work and complete the mission. And we can all do our share of helping God by helping others around us, helping people with their work, helping carry the load to lighten that load. Baruch was willing to stay in the background and serve God by serving Jeremiah. And he is going to be honored for his faithfulness. He's going to be rewarded. And God gives him a word of reassurance that his life is going to be spared. He does not have to fear the enemy because he has been faithful to God and God's word. And when we serve the Lord, we... We don't want to seek things for ourselves. It doesn't matter. Ourselves don't matter. All that matters is bringing forth God's will, bringing forth his glory, his kingdom, his light, his love, and his truth to the world around us. The important thing is that we do God's will and God's work to accomplish his great name and have his name be glorified throughout the world around us. And when we are in a state of turmoil, it really shows us what we're made of and where our service lies. Are we going to stand in faith and trust God through it, or are we going to waver and run to Egypt? That is a question for all of us, and I really pray that we all throw our idols into the fire and we run and chase after God with all our guts, and we do so without wavering faithfully and fervently through and through to the end, because there is a great reward. God honors faithfulness, and he gives us more when we are faithful with what we have been given. Thanks, y'all. I hope you're having a great day.